We know there are times where you're just too busy to sort through the mass of information that comes your way. So to make it easier for you to stay informed, subscribe to The Morning Agenda, WITF's news podcast, where the only agenda is you. Funding for The Spark is provided by Capital Blue Cross, focused on creating a healthier future for our communities through innovations like its Capital Blue Cross Connect Health and Wellness Centers, which provide in-person services and inspire healthy living. Learn more at CapitalBlueCross.com. The Spark is also supported by UPMC Heart and Vascular Institute. With experience, cutting-edge technology, and a collaborative approach, you'll receive the most advanced treatment. More at upmc.com slash centralpaheart. The U.S. and Canada have lost an estimated 3 billion birds in the last 50 years. Half of the world's 10,000 bird species are in decline. One in eight faces the threat of extinction. In central Pennsylvania, the ring-billed gull population has declined 50% in the last 17 years. Tree swallows are down 24%, and mallard ducks decreased by 23%. There are even 18% fewer American crows. There are several reasons that fewer birds are worrisome for humans and the planet. What's behind the decline and what can be done to stop it from happening? With us on The Spark today is Keith Russell, Program Manager for Urban Conservation with Audubon Mid-Atlantic. Mr. Russell, welcome to the program. Thank you. Okay, first off, I have to ask, what is a ring-billed gull? (laughs) Well, the name ring-billed gull is applied to a bird that we see here in Pennsylvania all over the state. A lot of people that see it call it a seagull, but there are actually about, you know, eight or nine species of gulls, seagulls that occur in our region. And the ring-billed gull is the most common and widespread. Um, It's a bird that often strays away from water where one might think gulls should be. And they come into parking lots and malls and they fly all around golf courses, wherever they can find food they're really good scavengers. So they'll they'll go into areas like that that are far from water and uh, they'll sit on, you know, parking garages and light poles looking for food at dumpsters or just, in, you know, in, in malls in general. So the ring-billed gull is uh, with us. It has adapted to um, urban areas and, and rural areas and it's all over the state. Well, I always wondered, I always called those what I thought were seagulls in parking lots and thought, what are they doing here? There's no water near. All right. So I just had to ask that question since the population has gone down so much. But talking about the bird population overall, how dire is this situation? Well, uh, if you look at the numbers, the uh, the number of birds that we have lost since 1970, you know, is almost 3 billion birds. And that's basically equates to one out of every four birds that used to be here uh, 50 years ago is, is gone. And that's a, a change that those of us who happen to be, you know, birders and uh, in, interested in observing birds um, have been able to notice. Uh, and for those who've been, you know, into birding for a long time, uh, the change has been even more dramatic uh, in our lifetime. So we've seen um, great changes in, in our bird life, especially here in the Mid-Atlantic region. 
I would like to say that it's not just bad things. There are some species that have actually increased. Um, those are birds that have become more common, as well as birds that have spread into our region that didn't used to be in our region in the past. So there's some species like the black vulture that used to be found only north to Virginia and Maryland, and now they occur all throughout Pennsylvania. And this is just since the 1990s. So it's been a dramatic increase um, in the number of black vultures in our region and birds like the bald eagle, uh, which have been part of the mid-Atlantic region forever, uh, but which largely disappeared because of DDT uh, and other issues. They're now widespread through our region. So uh, there are some birds that have been doing well. A lot of that success is due not just to uh, birds expanding their ranges, learning to use different environments, but to direct conservation efforts that have been um, applied to try to help them. So the groups of birds that have increased include mainly waterfowl. There's a lot of work to protect waterfowl so that we can you know, have waterfowl for hunting. Uh, and raptors have increased a lot of species of those. And then there's some other things like um, some species of vireos, and there's some things like turkeys, uh, which um, have increased as well. But if you look at all of the birds in North America, uh, overall, there's been this loss of almost 3 billion birds. So that means that even though we've had increases, we've had dramatic decreases um, among other species. So the majority of birds have decreased. And um, when you look at the different groups of birds that have decreased, the one group that has decreased the most is probably the, the grassland birds. These are birds that like to be in areas where there's a lot of short grass or short vegetation. Some of them will also occur um, in agricultural settings where there's you know, weed or other uh, grains being grown. And uh, this includes birds like the bobolink, which is a blackbird, uh, the eastern meadowlark, uh, and birds like the grasshopper sparrow. Um, those are all birds that we call grassland birds. And the habitat that they like, obviously, was something that was more common 100 years ago than it is today. There's a fewer farms and there's more forests. So that group of birds is really losing ground because of habitat loss. But um, when you look at other groups of birds, uh, like the eastern forest birds, that include species like the wood thrush, the golden winged warbler, the scarlet tanager, those are all birds that breed here in large numbers in Pennsylvania and throughout our region. Uh, the wood, you know, the eastern forest birds overall are down by 17%. And that's something that's noticeable. If you're a person that is interested in observing birds and you've been observing birds for maybe two or three decades, you can remember when some of these birds were much easier to find and much more um, widespread and, and common than they are today. Yeah, I, so I, I've heard people over the years and 
and I say over the years, last five to ten years, who have just said as, a, as an observer, and these weren't birders in particular, just say, where have all the birds gone? But, you know, I want to talk about those success stories in just a few minutes, but let's talk about the decline. What's happened that has led to this 30% decline since 1970? So there was a paper that was published in 2019 that outlined, um, you know, what has been going on. And that's where we get this information about how many birds have declined. That paper did a lot of very careful analysis to give us this information about these declines and what species and groups have declined the most. And it did not go into why. Um, it gave some slight discussion of this, but the, the point of that paper was not to actually analyze the causes of these declines. However, um, apart from that paper, we do know that there are a number of things that are affecting birds and that are obviously contributing to um, this loss. And one thing that you know I mentioned recently, or just in our last conversation, was habitat loss. Um, habitat loss is something that we observe all the time when we see development come in and. Um, put up, you know, a mall or houses in an area that used to be farms or used to be forests. Um, so this is going on throughout the state of Pennsylvania and throughout throughout the world. And um, habitat loss is one of the bigger uh, problems that birds are facing. But there's also other issues that affect birds: use of pesticides and herbicides. Uh, these toxins can, you know cause lots of problems for birds, uh, directly and indirectly. Um, cats, <laughs> yeah, domestic cats, there's research that says that there's a huge number of birds that are killed each year by domestic cats. There's also a huge number of birds that are killed each year by collisions with uh, buildings. When birds are, are interacting with buildings, and they see reflections on windows or they see transparent windows, they're often fooled by that. They don't have any idea what glass is, perhaps, and they fly into those windows. And there are also collisions with uh, other things like towers, communication towers. There's collisions with um, windmills that are generating power for us. And there's collisions with transmission lines. So birds are in trouble <laughs> because of all kinds of obstacles that we uh, have erected in their way. And they're used to being able to fly freely. And these obstacles are often um, things that they fly into at night when they can't see them or you know in the daytime because they just don't know what they are. Mm. Uh, and then there's another uh, area that um, we are having a lot of problems with as people, and that's disease. And birds also have a lot of problems with disease. So uh, it's not something that we generally hear about very much, but there are bacterial diseases, there are viral diseases, there are fungal diseases, and other types of diseases that affect birds. Uh, and there's no doctors <laughs> or hospitals. So um, these tend to go through bird populations until resistance. Um, kicks in and the resistant individuals um, can 
start to reproduce, and that's what keeps the population going. Mm -hmm. So diseases like West Nile virus, which appeared in the late 90s in our region, um, is still out there endemic in the state of Pennsylvania affecting birds today because they don't have any treatments or hospitals. And so it affects birds like the Carolina chickadee, which is a very common songbird, but their numbers have, you know, really crashed in a lot of sections of the state. And it's probably because of West Nile virus. It affects um, the rough grouse. Uh, it affects hawks and owls. It affects all kinds of birds. And of course, we've also been hearing about the avian flu over the last couple of years. And that has decimated um, a number of different species of birds, including some in our region. Hmm. So these are some of the big things that we know about that um, are definitely part of the problem. What about climate change? I mean, I, I don't know whether a changing climate has had an impact yet. We do know that there are some birds that, and, and you kind of mentioned this with the vulture, uh, that were in southern areas that are now in Pennsylvania. But what impact has climate change had on the bird population? Well, climate change is something that we've become, you know, critically aware of over the last 20 years. And um, its effects are going to continue and they're, they're going to become, you know, the, the outcomes of, of, of this are going to be seen, I think, pretty dramatically as time goes on. But we're already starting to see our, our winters don't have as much snow, <laughs> although we got some this year. And, and there's other things, you know, with the weather, uh, more extreme weather and, and, and other things that go on because of climate change. And so these things are obviously going to affect birds. And um, the National Audubon Society has been very much looking at this. And, and there's a lot of information on National Audubon's website about how climate change is going to affect lots of species of birds. And you know the the basic conclusion is that quite a lot of our our birds are in threat of extinction because of climate change. So um, these things are things like climate change can exacerbate lots of other things uh, that birds are dealing with. For example, disease. Mm. Um, if it becomes warmer in our region and especially during the winter, that impacts the way in which diseases affect birds. It may allow certain diseases to come into the region that weren't here before, and it may be allow other diseases to become, you know, broader in terms of their effects because um, they're just not eradicated during the winter. So climate change um, is not just affecting the climate um, and, and the weather patterns and temperature, it's also exacerbating, you know, things like disease, um, the plants that are in our forests, and, and those plants are changing because they can't, some plants can't survive as much, and other plants will come in. So climate change is a big tent that has a lot of other things that are being affected by it, and it's definitely um another one of the big drivers of, of bird decline. You mentioned- and It also might help to push birds into our region 
that weren't in our region, like the Black vulture. I can't say for sure that the Black vultures coming into Pennsylvania was because of climate change, but there have been many examples of birds whose ranges have expanded further north over the last uh, 15 or 20 years. So it yeah. probably has something to do with it. The, you know, some people may look at this and say, you know, that's a shame that uh, we've lost so many birds. But, I mean, this is important. This is significant when you talk about the health of the environment, the health of the ecology, uh, not just here in the United States and Canada and North America, but all over the world. Why is it so important when we look at the decline in the bird population, what that means to the rest of us? Yeah, well, we don't always think about it this way, but um, the environment that we live in is managed by organisms like birds, which consume insects, which keep insect populations in check, and that in terms help to keep certain disease populations in check. And um, so it's a very delicate balance. And when things are thrown out of balance, uh, really bad things can happen. Uh, I know there was a, a story about what happened in China back in the, the early part of the 20th century. There was a, a campaign to get rid of pest birds uh, because they were considered you know, agricultural pests and problems. And people went out and they very effectively eradicated a lot of uh, sparrows. And that was followed by some very bad times when insect populations increased and disease populations increased. And that was followed by a huge famine. So that fa that famine you just mentioned, I mean, birds are so important when we talk about, I mean, talk about pollination, we talk about the food supply. Birds are a big part, of, a huge part of that. Yeah, they are very important. So uh, we often take for granted the ecological services that birds perform, but they're involved in performing a lot of ecological services for us. So um, we really have to think about this and be very aware of how important they are. I also saw some information um, the other day about what would happen if the earth stopped spinning or if, you know, the oxygen in the earth was lost for five seconds and it was incredible. You know, everything would basically just explode. Yeah. And uh, we have, yeah, we have to think about the balance that birds help provide in the, uh, the environment. It's very important. We have about two minutes left, and there's so much information here. But one of the, the big questions, you talked about uh, the resurgence of the uh, bald eagle, which is a real success story. Wetlands in this country, th those birds have, have really increased in population. So what has to be done in less than two minutes? What has to be done in conservation efforts to keep these birds from dying? Well, there, there's so many issues that are uh, affecting birds. I think education is one of the biggest things. A lot of people just don't have any idea about what the problems are that affect birds. And I think the more that we can discuss this and share information about it, I think that people basically are good and they want to see the good things done. But there's just a lot of uh, lack of information about this. The problem of birds, for example, colliding with buildings is something that architects don't seem to know that much about. It's it's changing, but I think education is the biggest issue that we can address that will help birds. Mm. You know, I uh, 
I think about, I see people all the time with bird feeders. I mean, does that make a dent? Does that help at all? And I've got about 30 seconds. Well, again, it pays to be informed that birds can contract diseases at bird feeders. Mm. So it's good to have bird feeders that don't allow birds to poop in the seed and then other birds to eat that seed. So uh, tube feeders that birds can get food out of without having any poop get into it are better than tray feeders. So yeah, feeding can be helpful for birds, but it can be a problem too. So again, reading up about it, educating yourself about it, making sure that your feeders are clean, uh, that's the most important thing. And maybe keep those cats indoors? And maybe keep those cats indoors because they are potent bird killers. Mm. (laughs) There are a lot of different factors here, but uh, I I think this is an important conversation to have. You know, many people may look at it and say, well, why does it matter? But I think that you've made the point that this is an important part of our planet going forward, food supply, everything else. It just touches on uh, the balance on on the earth. Keith Russell is uh, the program manager for urban conservation with Audubon Mid-Atlantic. Thank you very much for being with us today. Thanks, Scott.